Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our reading begins with Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. We continue our reading with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he, was <clears throat> and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one untimely born. He appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Our last reading is from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed, for you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. 
There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. On this Easter, we look at our journey. Throughout Lent, we took our journey to the cross. And last Sunday, we stood looking at the cross, looking at the sacrifice made. Today, we see something brand new. We see that the stone that had been in front of the tomb, marking the end of the journey, has been rolled away. And that a new journey has begun. Our journey. This marks the beginning and the end at the same time. That we see the end of the journey to the cross in seeing Christ crucified and laid in the tomb. But we see the beginning of our journey as disciples of the risen Savior. Because when we open the tomb, we look and see that he's not there. He's been raised. We see open to us life everlasting, life that may be truly lived. In Christ, we see the good news that Christ conquers all, that in following him, we may conquer all. The promise that death has no sway over us because of Jesus. Because of the sacrifice made, because of the love that was shown, He has conquered death itself, that we may live. This marks the beginning of our journey as Easter people. People who live in the risen Christ. People who know that God's love transcends all. And what a joy that is, that it is for us, that it is for all. This day marks the day that we remember that we are called to go out and spread the good news. That we have been commanded to preach to the people and testify about our risen Savior, whose death shows his great love for us, whose resurrection shows the great gift for us. That God's mercy and grace and love are with us this day and forevermore. And that now... We know it's our turn to share the good news. That we remember that we are witnesses to Christ's ministry. That we are witnesses to Christ's death. That we are witnesses to Christ's resurrection. And that we participate in all of these things. That we may die with Christ so that we may live in Christ. And that we speak it truly and we speak it as those who believe. Just like Paul, we remember God's grace is there for us. Grace that is not in vain, but that gives us the strength that we need to proclaim that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. In Mark's account of the resurrection, that when we end where we do today, it leaves the story open in a way. And I think that's interesting because after they roll the stone back, they find the young man in a white robe telling them not to be alarmed. 
that Christ, who was crucified, has been raised. He's not here. That we can see the place that he was set down on, where he was laid in the tomb. But he's not there. They are given the command to go and tell that he's going ahead, just as he said he would. And then we get something that might be troubling. They went out and fled from the tomb because both terror and amazement took hold of them. And they said nothing to anyone because of fear. Now, we know they had to eventually have told someone or we wouldn't have their account. And I have a feeling that it's just that they didn't tell anybody right away. They had to figure out what this meant. I can only imagine they were overwhelmed by this knowledge that they had to process it because of the great shock that it brought. Imagine thinking that everything is over, only to find out this is just the beginning. It might bring us a bit of shock to read that this is the end of the story. Mark does go on, but this is the original ending where we stop today. There are many explanations for this. Some might say that the original ending was lost and somebody tacked on a new ending. Though I don't know that it was lost. Because when we end here, this becomes our journey. Because we pick up from this moment. Christ is going ahead. Go and let others know. Christ is risen. Spread the news. You may be bewildered. You may be confused. You may wonder where your place is. You may be amazed. But this is where our story, where our journey begins. Because after the despair of the crucifixion and the stinging defeat of death, our message has been transformed, just as our lives have been transformed. That we are not the disciples of a dead Savior, but of one who lives. One who lives that we may live. One that lives that we may know God's grace is there for us. One that lives that we may know God's love is there for us. One that lives to let us know that we may live. And that through God all things are possible. Christ has chosen to show us that the end is not the end, but the beginning. The good news is that God's love, grace, and mercy are there for us, giving us a new life as we find a new birth in Christ. So let us live this new life and let us live it joyfully and abundantly. Let us live it as we proclaim that Christ is risen. It rises up in us and gives us new strength and gives us new hope. Death has no victory over us. We are a people of life and light. The darkness holds no sway over us because Christ is with us. That our journey is just beginning that we have good news to share with all people. 
our Savior lives. And that the story is ours. That the journey is ours to share. Because this is no longer just a story about Christ and what he did. This is now a story that involves each and every one of us of how we were saved. How we died in Christ. That we may be born in Christ. That we may live in Christ. That we may find life everlasting. And this is the journey that we take together in him. That we are of one body redeemed by one blood and we share in one resurrection. That this is our journey and our story. And that the journey is ours to share. So let us share it with all that we know. Let us share it in all that we do. Let us proclaim it in everything that we are. Let us serve our risen Savior. That he lives in our hearts to give us the strength that we need. That God's grace is there to catch us, to lift us up, to push us forward when we think we cannot go on. That we may proclaim the good news so that others may come to believe and share in this wonderful hope, so that all, all, may truly live as we live in our risen Savior. Amen.